All right, here we go, Red Zone Radio. Uh, on a Monday, which uh, is packed with some pretty big news, Josh Michaels and Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you get your podcasts. Um, a lot of news, playing tournament, baseball is back, XFL this Saturday, and uh, unfortunately, Frank Vogel uh, was released from... Uh, the Lakers, fired from the Lakers. So let's talk about all this. First, let, let's start with Frank Vogel. And um, he was fired. And I tell you what's interesting about this. The Lakers, by doing this, have not solved anything. It's it's it, It's 0% of the puzzle. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I've always believed in basketball. Why like coaching is important? It's not. It's not as important as it as it is in football. Um, y- you can win games. Bas- in, in basketball, talent trumps everything. In football, talent may trump um, for the most part, but there. But you can't just win based purely off talent. You gotta have mindset. All that basketball, you can have talent win championships, and so. I think about uh, I, I think about you know um, the Lakers teams. First of all, who are they going to hire to replace him? And the problem isn't Frank Vogel. The problem is their roster. I talked about it. They need a shooter. They need someone that can shoot. Okay, they need someone that that they they need, they need stability in this team. They don't have it. They don't. They simply do not have it. Um, there's guys, I, I mean, it's crazy. There's people everywhere, uh, injuries everywhere, uh, people taking nights off everywhere. And I can't look at the team and go, you know what, that's Frank Vogel's fault. Because it's not. It's because of injuries, it's become. It's because of age, it's because of the roster that was assembled. And so, look, you fire Frank Vogel, in my opinion, all they're doing is digging themselves deeper into the hole. He was not part of the problem. He was a coach that, in my opinion, got along well with LeBron. And so you decide to move on from him. That's a risky move. That's a risky move for sure. There's nobody out there that, in my opinion, at least in my opinion, based on what I can see, that you look at and you're like, hmm, you know, I can see them replacing him. Because there's not. Who, Who is out there? Uh, that you that that's gonna replace him. Who's out there? That's a that's a good coach. That that the fluidity, the relationship with LeBron, it doesn't seem to be one. It, it does not. It, it there simply doesn't seem to be one out there, in my opinion. And I think this is a bad move, but it's my opinion on it. I, I, he was not part of the problem at all. I think it just dug himself deeper in the hole. Okay, playing tournament starts tomorrow. Cavs and Nets. I'm gonna tell you what. Listen. I'm not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not going to say that I I think LeBron is rooting against the Cavs, but I truly think he's rooting against the Cavs because, look, uh, that would mean if the Cavs win tomorrow when they play Brooklyn, do you know what that means? That means that 
there's a possibility that the Cavs and the Heat meet in the playoffs, meaning LeBron's two former teams are having success and his team missed the playoffs this year. Now, I don't think it impacts LeBron's legacy. I don't think it impacts – I, I really don't. But I think about the Cavs and I think about uh, the success that LeBron has had. Has had. I think to myself, you know, it, it's it, it, this uh, – when LeBron left him, it was like night and day. It was like, okay, LeBron's succeeding. He is like on a mountain top and the Cavs are struggling badly. But now it's like it evens out, you know, and uh, the Cavs are doing this. They had this rebuild. They had to trade away pieces. They had to trade away everything. Virtually, look, outside of Kevin Love, virtually no one from that 2016 Cavs team is there. They either are retired or they went somewhere else or they were traded because the Cavs had to move off people. The Cavs said we're in a steep rebuild. It's rough. It's hard. Okay. But guess what? Now it seems like the Cavs are having success. Now, and now it seems like the Heat are certainly having some success. And so, LeBron's got a tough mountain climb here. Man, planes planes should be great, great time of year to. I know I say this a lot, but it really is great time of year to be a sports fan. April eleventh. So, we're looking at this. Uh, We're looking at this. Uh, we got a couple weeks into the draft. We've got playing playoff NBA coming up, and baseball is back. Baseball made a return over the weekend. Um, look, and by the way, if you follow my podcast for you know any amount of time, and by I mean any amount of time, I mean during baseball season last year, you before that, uh, any amount, any of that, I. Uh, I uh, I I don't follow baseball because uh, you know look the regular season lasts from opening weekend was today it lasts until about late August and uh, the World Series is in October so <sighs> look uh, base look baseball is one of those things that. It, I, the, to be completely honest with you, this is probably going to be the only time I'm going to talk about a two World Series or playoffs happen. And it's not because I don't like it, but it's just because I don't feel that you guys are that interested in it. I don't feel that – I feel like the that, you know, there's so much that can happen. Injuries, even if a team gets off to a 20-game win streak, as impressive as that is, their best player gets injured, there's still 100 more games to go. You know, There's just – a crazy, a crazy amount of games in baseball. Um, and, uh, you know, you know that, that was, speaking of a crazy long season, that's kind of what people are talking about the NBA. They're like, look, stars are sitting out. And so, and, and that's why I love the NFL and college football so much. But one of the things uh, I want to talk about was, uh, you know, oftentimes when we think about the NBA, right? Because let's be, I that year, I can just re, I can just remember that year with LeBron, and that year uh, with LeBron when when he returned to Cleveland. 
I just remember that year. The NBA was just on fire. Everyone was playing NBA 2K. It was super popular, super fun. Everybody loved it. But then something happened. And a big part of what happened is that stars started sitting out of games. Uh, You know, it's people only watch playoffs. And the the reason people only watch playoffs is, is, in my opinion, at least this is why I don't only watch playoffs. I watch some regular season, but not much. And one of the reasons why is because in the NFL, it's not just the urgency, but it's the separation between the games. And I think, we can, like, in college football, the urgency is, like, unbelievable because you can't lose a single game. But in the NFL, um, like, like, you're watching your team, right? Pretend it's, uh, pretend it's a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. And I think this is part of, I think this is what plays in the market scheme so well. It's a Sunday afternoon, right? And you're watching the late game window. Pretend your team's on prime time. Let's just say the Chiefs and the Bills are playing, and you're watching them on on uh, that that afternoon four twenty five slot, right? And you're watching them play. And when you watch them play, you're rooting for a team, you're rooting for a team. And let's say they lose, you're disappointed all the way until next week. Now, if you're just kind of a casual fan, but you're still disappointed in the moment, right? Whereas in basketball, it's like, oh, I'm disappointed I lost that game, but we got another game. Literally, uh, two days from now, like like within forty eight hours, we'll be playing again. Possibly the same team. Um, with baseball, it's like, oh, I'm disappointed, but we'll be playing again in less than twenty four hours. So I'll just watch that. You know what I mean? And so the urgency, the emotion, is not there. It's it's very much to me. It's very much like uh, you know, like when you watch a you watch a show, uh, I don't know, let's just say, for example, uh, America's Got Talent. I, I'm a big America's Got Talent fan. Okay, when you watch that show and you're rooting for a specific person in that show, right? Uh, and and you're and you're rooting for that specific person and they go through, and let's say they get through a couple of rounds. You're watching to root for that person because what? Because the urgency is there. And, and, you, and you watch the MLB and you're like... And you're like, oh my goodness gracious, it's like, think, okay, think about this. In the MLB, you could start, okay, this is, this is obviously hypothetical, but it's realistic. You could start O and 40, O and 40, and you would not be mathematically and there's a chance you wouldn't be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. You could still maybe squeak in. And I think to myself, that's absolutely insanity. Um, in the in the NFL, if you go 0-40, that's about over the course of about two and a half to three years of not winning a game. In the MLB, that's about the course of a month and a half. And so... That, that that's about two months. Forty games, probably about two months. It's the making the games more urgent, and that's why we love. That's why I love America's Got Talent. The urgency's there. There's not that many rounds. You got to be perfect. College football. Listen, we can play about the playoff format, but you watch. You want to know how college football gets just the big ratings when Alabama plays Louisiana Monroe and Ohio State plays, you know, uh, 
Rutgers and stuff like that. It's because they lose that game. Forget about losing. If they struggle in that game, they could drop in the ratings. As much as everybody complains, college football is not going to take that away because they're like, look, we don't have to have Ohio State play Alabama every week to get big ratings. In college basketball, you need Duke, North Carolina, and the Final Four to get huge ratings. It's not that I like college basketball. But you need that to get huge ratings. College football, you're like, okay, Ohio State's playing Rutgers. Uh, Alabama's playing Louisiana Monroe. It's going to get huge ratings. Why? Because that's just they struggle. If they don't win by more than 17 points, people are like, oh, Alabama struggled here. Ohio State struggled here. Clemson struggled here. And that is the huge part of it. That is the defining factor. Of uh, It's the urgency. It's the intensity. It's the limited amount of games. And that's something that the NBA needs to improve, and it's certainly something baseball needs to improve on. Oh, man. All right, I will get off my soapbox here. It's just, you know, they're both baseball and and basketball. By my opinion, aren't as good as college football or NFL. Just my opinion. And college basketball. I think college basketball, baseball, uh, college basketball, baseball, and uh, NBA. They are, why not as good, they could be very fun to watch. Very good sports. Just just fun sports to watch. You know, watch with your family, watch something. And the thing is, they'd be, but the thing is, there just is no intensity to it. There's no fun about it. What's the funnest part of watching an NFL game? It's when, it's the last five minutes when you watch the entire game and you're like, oh my goodness, I hope my team wins, right? And it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen the other. It just doesn't happen with other sports. Yeah, you hope your team wins. You hope they win, sure. But you're not like, mm. like, like if they lose, it's not the end of the world because they're just gonna play again tomorrow. <sighs> could be great sports. Okay, let's talk about another sport that could be great. XFL starts this Saturday. Uh, look, I want to give. I'm sorry. It's not the XFL. That is wrong. It's the USFL. My bad. I apologize. Um, But it's the USFL Football League, Spring Football League. It should be interesting. Some players that we know. And I tell you what, uh, you, you know, typically second leagues, right? Um, Minor league baseball. Uh, G League for NBA, uh, you know, in the past XFL, typically they don't do great in terms of ratings, not for the players, in terms of ratings. But there was one, and I and I highly encourage you to watch this documentary if you can get it on, it's on ESPN, I believe, uh, it was called This Was the XFL. I believe that's what it's called. And I remember watching that, and it was a it was an extremely good, extremely interesting documentary. But one of the things it showed you is the XFL, not the last time it was around, but the time before it was very popular. And uh, one of the reasons it was very popular was because it's it's like it's it's like watching Madden, like it's like watching a Madden game with just crazy stuff going on, and. I, I listen. I'm not against it. I think it will do good. I don't think it will do great, 
I don't think it will do bad. I think it will do good. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it. There are some players that I want to see because we haven't seen since college and all that. And I think it will do good. And I'm interested to see the stadiums. Uh, I love football. So I'm interested to see the stadiums. I'm interested to see you know, how the championship's going to look. All of that. So it should be good. But um, look, there are three things going on right now. Baseball, NBA playoffs, and this league. They all have the potential to be great. But if those other two leagues don't fix what they got going on, we'll have to see what the USFL does. But if the other leagues don't fix what they have going on, it's going to be rough. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of General. Sorry, I know once again this is a short episode. You got to understand, look, I'm I'm not, like I said before, I'm not, and I, this will be last time. Um, but the, again, I don't just, I, I don't like to go, uh, you know, try to try to speculate on rumors that I've already speculated on, talk about things that I've already talked about, because, um, look, there's plenty of stuff, there's plenty of sources out there. I, I truly appreciate that you guys listen to me. I truly appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. It means a lot that you, that, that you guys that listen to this podcast, you listen to me, you hear about my opinion. Um, but there's plenty of sources out there. Um, so, uh, that's wrapping up for this episode of Reds and Radio. One more thing before we go. I was just going to a quick Bible verse from Matthew 8, verse 1. Um, this is talking about Jesus, and he cleanses uh, a leper. And it says, When he had come down, they're talking about Jesus, come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. <sighs> I tell you, uh, oftentimes, and and I'm guilty of this. I, I I am guilty of this as well. We put a lot of value on stuff in this world that, in reality, is extremely temporary um, and just not worth the amount of fuss that we give over it. cars, money, things. You know, Rolex watches, whatever it is, and um, all that doesn't really. To be honest with you, it doesn't matter to God how much money God doesn't see you as a. God does not see you on a worldly standpoint. Meaning, when He looks at you, He's not looking at you to see does He have enough money. He's not looking at you to see does He. Is he good looking enough? Are you? He doesn't look at you from. Uh, he doesn't look at you with with worldliness. He looks at you at the inside, and um, you know. So that stuff's not important, to God. But what's important, to God, is I mean, look. You hear what Jesus said right here. He said, "I am willing to be cleansed," because because the guys. Well, what did the leper say? He said, "Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean." What was important to Jesus in that moment? It it wasn't how much he had. It wasn't that he had a disease. It was the fact that he said, Lord, I know you can make me well. If you are willing, please do it. Meaning, he had faith that Jesus could do that. That's very, that, that is very important. And I'll explain that in a minute, but that's very important to God. Having faith that he can do stuff is very important to him. And you see that multiple times throughout the scriptures, throughout the gospels, that Jesus said, 
when people came up to him, it was the fact that they had faith that he could do it. And he says multiple times, your faith has made you well, your faith has made you well, um, to different people that he heals. And in this example, what did the guy say? He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He didn't say, if you can make me clean. He said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He didn't say, if you can make me clean, make me clean. He said, if you are willing, you can. Jesus said, I'm willing. I'm willing. And right now, if you're listening to this, and uh, you're thinking to yourself, you know, I don't, I don't really want to hear about Jesus and all that. I just, I just want you to think about this. You know, many people think that heaven is something you get by being a good person. And unfortunately, that's not, I shouldn't even say unfortunately, but that's just not the truth. It's unfortunate that many people think that, but that's not the truth. And I'll tell you why it's kind of not unfortunate is because none of us are good people. We do good things. We compare ourselves to other people's standards, but God's standards is what? Perfect. It's perfect. And so there's nothing that we can do. That can that can that can be like that can get us to heaven. There's nothing we can do ourselves. But but Jesus, I know many people understand the story of He died on the cross and He rose again on the third day. I know people many understand it. Maybe some people believe, it, but they don't. But I don't, they don't really understand what it means for them. So we all know the King Commandments. We know some of them. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not lust. I'm sorry, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, which, by the way, that is the same thing because Jesus said if you lust after a woman, you commit adultery in your heart, thou shalt not use uh, the Lord's name in vain, all of that. We've all committed some of those, and if you broke one, you were too odd. You know, the Bible says if you if you hate someone, you're guilty of murder. Um, and so God's standards is perfect. And if you've broken the law, you're broken. If you got, And when you face God... <laughs> And you say, am I going to go over and be a good person? He's going to say, no, because you're not a good person. Right? And so so what did Jesus die on the cross have to do with any of this? Well, Jesus was God in human form. And when he came down, when he died on the cross, and he rose again the third day, what he did was he paid our fine. Our fine is hell. We deserve hell. Our fine is hell. Because we are sinners. We've all broken the commandments, we've broken God's law. But what did God do for us? He said... He sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross. And uh, when Jesus died on the cross, he rose again the third day. And he said, it is finished. It means that the, the fine has been paid. Our fine has been paid. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to walk free because it's something you got to do. And in order to go to heaven, what you got to do is you got to repent of your sin. You got to turn from it. You got to put your faith in Jesus. Faith that he took your punishment. Faith in him. Say, you know what, God, I, I can't. I, I can't turn for my sin on my own. I need Jesus. I I, I I can't pay the fine. I can't do anything. Jesus is all that he can do. Jesus is all I can look to, all I can put my faith in. And God will forgive you your sins the moment you do that. Turn from your sin. Repent of it. Confess it to God. Put your faith in Jesus and you will have everlasting life. Uh, one more thing. Just a quick prayer for you. Dear Father, I ask you convict this person with the Holy Spirit and that you make them see their need for a Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Two sources I encourage you to check out. Crossexamine.org or Crossexamine on YouTube. Living Waters on YouTube. God, they have a great comfort. He interviews people. You've got an idea of what I was trying to do here. And don't feel bad. Feel completely free to DM me on Red Zone underscore radio. I'll be happy to help you, pray for you, whatever. Um, please think about this seriously. 
Um, have a great day, everybody. I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio, and God bless.